talking about reclaiming your sexy at midlife. And in today's episode, I'm going to be diving into the antithesis of sexy at midlife. And it's an invitation straight off the bat for you to not blame the menopause, not blame getting older for you not feeling sexy. It is way more nuanced than that. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about six archetypal energies that are going to get in your way of you reclaiming your sexy at midlife. Hey, it's Star Monroe from the Star Monroe Show. And each week I talk about all things relationships, confidence, reinvention, and of course, sex in midlife. So let's do a big picture. First of all, the opposite of a woman who is embracing her sexy, her libido at midlife and knows how to turn herself on is a woman who feels disempowered disconnected from her body and therefore disconnected from her desires. She's probably over the years stuffed what she really wants right down deep inside and she has no idea where they are anymore. She's unsure of how to create and cultivate her own pleasure. She may struggle with self-doubt, lack of confidence and maybe suppress her sexual needs and desires. She's probably got a wonky relationship with her body and she may be relying on external validation for pleasure to feel good and may feel dependent on others to ignite her passion within her. Now, this leads me on to a a nifty story one of my clients shared with me. When I was uh, running the last round of The Love Affair, which is my 30-day intensive that helps you reconnect with yourself, your body and your libido, One of the practices in the love affair was to dress up and uh, I can't reveal too much because I'll be giving the game away, but there were various practices where you would dress up and turn yourself on. And one of the women on the course said, wow, I haven't done this. The only time I've ever done this is when I've been going out with somebody and It was a revelation for her to realize that she could actually do this for herself. And in fact, it is highly important that you do this for yourself, that you learn how to turn yourself on. You learn how to cultivate your own pleasure because then that brings our power back within our bodies and we can circulate that power. And this is what I'm talking about with libido. Libido is your life force. This is what makes older women glow, look radiant and alive, and you're kind of magnetically attracted to them. So also a woman who is not connected to her libido, uh, her turn-ons in midlife, this woman may be hesitant to communicate what she really needs. That is a skill you and I need to cultivate. And this obviously, well, not obviously, but more than likely will lead to unfulfilling relationships and lack of satisfaction in her personal life. So let's talk about the six archetypal energies that really will get in your way when you are 
reclaiming your sexy because I'm not sure if you've traversed this path or not but reclaiming our sexy at midlife doesn't look like reclaiming our sexy in our 20s our 30s or even in our early 40s our bodies are changing we're no longer baby making machines we are holding this energy inside us and we need to be able to move it through us and use it to our advantage and there is something about self-expression through all your senses sight sound smell taste touch and there is a real invitation for you to deepen this relationship you have with your body because i know the deeper your the relationship you have with your body aka stop fighting with what you've got the more you are going to increase your capacity for pleasure for joy for ecstatic moments i'm not saying that that's always going to happen i'm not going to say that you're always going to be turned on by life because life is unpredictable it's uncertain and it's certainly chaos and yet you and i need to learn how to ride the waves of life and i know a woman who is activating and riding her libido her life force she can ride those waves so much easier rather than the waves crashing over her so let's dive in and let's look at these archetypal energies because as you step into your fierce kind of libido dangerous woman era you really are being called to mature and I wrote about this on a post on Facebook this morning. And maturity is fucking sexy. It's when you really take responsibility for how you're showing up in the co-creation of this life. It's about how you handle your financial affairs, your wellness, your relationships around you, how you handle your relationship with your body, your desires, your wants, your needs, your turn-ons. And it's also about how you come home to all parts of you that have been denied, ignored, dismissed, brushed under the rug throughout your life. So I'm going to rattle through them one after another, and then I'm going to deep dive into them a little bit more. So there's the good girl, the people pleaser, the mother, the wounded inner child, the performer and the independent woman. So let's look at each one of these individually and let's um, unpack how, because before I do that, what you've got to understand is that you have lots of pieces to your psyche and the parts of you that you have not welcomed home and I get it this is a journey and sometimes we cannot see what's going on inside us but actually what's going on around us is a real mirror for what's going on inside us but anything that's not resolved anything that's wounded anything that feels unloved unworthy is going to play up in your life so you may recognize some of these archetypal energies that are playing a part in your life and stopping you reclaiming your sexy in midlife so let's meet the good girl now the good girl is trained to play it safe she is never going to disrupt the status quo and this probably was indoctrinated into her in childhood you know in childhood between the ages of zero to seven seven to 14 and 14 to 21 you get three lots of seven years and 
every one of those seven years, you, uh, you're wiring your system from the inside out on how you get to find your sense of love and belonging. Human beings all want to, all, we all want to find that sense of belonging. And so it really is, I always say, it's really useful for everybody to go back in. You don't have to dig around in your past, but you do have to realize you have to reclaim these parts of you so they're no longer running the show. So the good girl is trained to play it safe since childhood. She definitely masks her desires and buries her pleasure. Now, I've always been a fierce advocate for women embracing and living their desires. And that's kind of never stopped me in my life kind of going out there. But there was a point in my life when after three mental breakdowns and I lost all my money and had to live on the breadline, this was early 40s, I really kind of lost the sense of who I was. And I hid myself away and played really small in my life. And I had all these dreams about how I wanted to live my life, but the experiences that I had experienced had battered that all out of me and I had nothing left in me to kind of pursue them. So what I did with all my dreams and desires is I pushed them all the way down into my body and I put a lid on them and I locked it up and I threw away the key. And it was only um, a fortuitous rally of events that I instigated that opened those desires back up you know a few years later and now looking back because this was about eight years ago I realized at the time I needed to rest I needed to recalibrate I needed to go inwards like uh, the seasons of life winter spring summer autumn you have seasons as well and yet you know, if we're all living within that patriarchal constructs of work, 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 do, 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 more, 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 overcommitting ourselves, busy, 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 we never get to realize our seasons. Anyway, I have gone off track. Let's go back to the good girl. So the good girl conditioning runs deep. It is in your DNA. It's bubbling along into the cells of your body. Um, but the thing is, especially at midlife, I'm not sure if you are identified with being a good girl and you're not here. Let's hat tip here. You're not a good girl. There is a part of you that is a good girl there. That's really useful. Or you have good girl behaviors. The good girl wants to break free at midlife, especially, I honestly think, if you're listening to me and you're resonating with my work, I honestly feel that there is a deeper part of you, your soul, your true essence, your wild woman, your dangerous woman wanting to come out and play. And when you've got to listen to those urges, you've got to listen to those longings, those yearnings, because the thing is that if the good girl keeps running the show, you are never going to reconnect to your desires because pleasing others has become her survival strategy. But yet inside her, she yearns to prioritize her own joy. Let's talk about the people pleaser because there's a crossover with the people pleaser and the good girl. So the people pleaser seeks validation like a drug. She masks her true desires to fit in. Approval is her currency, but she's ready to trade it. Wow. Could I be talking to you? She's ready to trade it for self-love. And that honestly, I know the term self-love is banded about. And yet, but self-love is so fucking nuanced. I've been on this journey for the last 12 years. It has taken 12 years for me to come back home to myself. And it's all the tiny little things I've done over and over again that have created this different relationship that I have with myself now. 
also the people pleaser, you know, turning herself on might feel daunting. And yet she is feeling uncomfortable. And this is the thing, if you're feeling uncomfortable with how you're moving through life, if what you're doing and how you're doing it no longer works for you, then there is another path. And yet it's not clear. So this is why it's, it's, you need people like me in your world to guide you to kind of go, here's the light, keep following here. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Because the good girl and the people pleaser, they're so ingrained in your psyche, that it's really easy if you don't have support to go back to those old ways because remember what human beings want we want to find our sense of belonging and as you crack open of being the good girl the people pleaser guess what people are going to go oh i don't like this they're going to argue with you they're going to stand up they're going to get all like uppity and then if you don't have the support it's really easy to fall back into your old patterns there's no shade here this is all part and parcel of the journey let's talk about the mother The mother is the ultimate nurturer. She will put her needs on the back burners for everybody else. She will try to fix everybody's problems. She will be over committing. She will be busy for busy sake. She will be running the household. She'll be cooking the dinner. She'll everything that I fucking hate. <laughs> the mother archetype was lost in me, I feel. Um, the mother archetype is the ultimate martyr is the ultimate martyr. And this doesn't just come from the lifetime that you've had. It comes from generations, generations of women before you. And we've been indoctrinated to believe that we have to be the fucking mother, that we have to look after everybody. And if we don't look after everyone, then we need, we feel guilty and there's something wrong with us. And I'm here to say an invitation, just just get more curious about this conditioning because the mother archetype, if you're always looking after everybody else, I tell, tell you what, you're going to tend to attract into your world either lovers or friends that want to be taken care of and you're going to try and you're going to get your juice from fixing them and being there but the thing is if you're always there for everybody else then you're never there for your fucking self and here's a it's it's a reclamation of doing things differently at midlife this reclamation of your sexy it's about putting your needs your body yourself first and the mother never does that because she is just like i said the ultimate martyr the ultimate victim let's talk about the wounded inner child oh the wounded inner child hmm. this is the part of you that wants someone to come along and do it all for you wants someone to come along and give you all the answers wants someone to come along and fix it for you and make it better no shade here. When I was 46, I got married for the second time. I'm now divorced. And that's what I wanted my second husband to do. I was really in my wounded inner child. I wanted him to adore me, to tell me I was beautiful every single day. And I, if he looked anywhere else other than me, I would lose my shit. The, the wounded inner child runs deep inside us and it comes from childhood, of course. And really, this is a deep journey of learning to reparent that wounded inner child so she doesn't run the show the wounded inner child has no place has no place in your reclamation of sexy at midlife of your reclamation of your libido at midlife she has no place here she will fuck everything up she will make you feel needy insecure she will have you questioning how you look um and she will think that she can't do it think about the words i can't i won't um i shouldn't i mustn't all childlike language adult language mature sexy fucking languages i choose i 
um, I am. It's very much more intentional and definitive. Uh, and this is what I'm leading you all to, to step into your maturity as a sexy, motherfucking, iconic older woman. So the wounded inner child, you've got to be very careful. How do you know your wounded inner child is leading the show? You've probably got really shitty relationships. You're not asking for your needs to be met. You are jealous, envious all the time. There's nothing wrong with being jealous or envious, but you've got to learn how to ride it and see the wisdom in these emotions. Uh, you're probably attracting funky people into your world and you want people to take care of you you want everyone to just like do everything for you and also you're not taking charge of your own pleasure and your own fucking turn on you expect someone else to do that so you give all your fucking power away hmm Yes, that is the wounded inner child let's go on to the performer again there's no shade here as well because I've been all of these. I've seen all of these parts of me show up in my world. The performer in my 30s. Um, oh, my God. I, I'll tell you a story. Um, when I divorced my first husband, it was around the age of 30. Um, I said I am never having subpar sex ever again. And I went on this massive fucking crusade in my 30s. And I fucked anybody and everything that would fuck me or I would fuck them. And I had a wild time. I exploded my sexuality. I, I literally tried everything that was out there. And, but in all of that, you know, that I was still on this journey of, of finding out who I was, but even at the time, you know, I thought I knew who I was. <laughs> I was like, looking back, I was like, no, I didn't know who I was. And what happened is I turned into the ultimate performer and I was performing in bed. I was like, oh yes, if I'm a porn star in bed, they're going to like me more. They're going to want me more. So these like and underneath that that's my wounded inner child it's like I had to morph and change who I was especially when I was around men because my wounded inner child still thought she was ugly and unworthy and no one would love her if she was her I learned that very early on in my childhood and so this performer came out and you'll perform it doesn't have to just be in the bedroom you can perform in lots of different ways to keep people with you if I'm quiet they stay with me. They won't leave me. If I smile more, if I do the dishes, if I, if I look pretty, they won't leave me. So the performer bleeds out everywhere. But underneath the performer, there is always another deeper wounded part. Let's round this out. Have I done? We've done good girl, people, please, a mother, inner child performer. Let's do independent woman. Whoop! Independent woman. When I work with my one-to-one -one clients, nearly every single one-to-one -one client is an independent woman. Independent woman, she learned very early on to when she asked for what she needed in life, um, people didn't do that and they would disappoint her she's probably had massive heartbreak and she didn't learn how to heal herself from that heartbreak so what she's done is put a titanium wall around her heart um and also she's that kind of woman that says i'm fine i'm fine i don't need any help i can do this all on my own and the thing is what happens there is a fucking crossroads at midlife and it is asking you to look at how you're moving through life differently when I got mine when I hit my 40s after my third mental breakdown and that was because I was an independent woman I was like I wasn't taking I wasn't asking for any support I didn't trust anyone I didn't trust myself um I took everything on board I was a control freak a perfectionist these are all traits of the independent woman and basically the independent woman doesn't feel safe 
doesn't feel safe within herself and therefore she projects that out to everybody else she doesn't trust anyone like i said she's probably had this heartbreak she's probably just been dismissed in her past may have started in childhood may have started in the workplace but the independent woman hmm all of these all of these are archetypal energies you are not this person you are the archetypal energies and whatever you're not seeing and bringing awareness to is going to be running the show is going to be running the show so this reclamation of your sexy this reclamation of your libido in midlife is all about you starting to become more aware of what archetypal energies are playing out what are showing up uh, the most in your life because what's happened is inside you inside your dna as you slipped out of your mother's vagina into this world you were born with your true essence your true worthiness your true fucking power and yet what's happened in life if you had a life anything think like mine is that all your experiences in life have chipped away at your true essence and what starts to happen is your dna gets bogged down with beliefs experiences um conditioning let me think about this almost think about it like dust buddies or like uh are all around your dna and your job at midlife especially if you want to reclaim your sexy especially if you want to be a sexy iconic older woman who is rocking out midlife and beyond her own way outside of the patriarchal constructs that slip and slide into our minds every single fucking day you got to do this work. You've got to flush your DNA of conditioning. You've got to shake up your old scripts imprinted over your true essence. Like as you do this work, as you come back home to yourself, as you make a declaration to yourself that I'm going to do things differently in midlife and I'm really curious about how I can reclaim my sexy, my libido, if you were watching me in my office right now, I'm standing up because it's like this reclamation. It's so important. Your job is to do things differently. Your job is to do things differently. Your job is to come back home to your body. Your, your job is to stop fucking fighting who you are. Let's just take a moment with that. Your job is to stop fighting who you are and for you to start to flush out these archetypal energies. You'll never get rid of them, by the way. They're always there. You've always got to pay homage to these parts of your psyche. There's a quote by Joe Dyden. She says, if you do not pay reverence to these parts of your psyche at 4 a.m. one morning, they're going to come knocking at your fucking door going, hey, why aren't you taking any notice of us? So the good girl. The people pleasing the mother, the inner child, the performer, the independent woman, they're still always going to be there. And yet as you traverse this journey back home to you, to your true essence, to, to who you are, you were born to be, they're going to have lesser hold over you. And through the actions and choices you make, you're going to embolden your true essence. You're going to be the version of you that you know is in there i was just reading a message of, from somebody on instagram today she says i know there's a wild feisty woman inside me there's a no you have a knowing you have a fucking knowing i know you do honestly that is what has taken me through my fucking life this knowing even when i was sniffing 
grams of cocaine every single day and I was off my nut, I was drinking every single day, there was a fucking knowing inside me that said, you're not okay, but you will be okay. There's a knowing. I slap my fist in my desk. So important. You, as you find people like me to work with, to guide you, these generations of or this conditioning loosens their grip and what happens is you start to dance with your terrestrials your instinct your intuition and your you <laughs> you rise and you're cleansed i like this for this feels like i'm reading a psalm from the hymn book you're cleansed from societal constraints and ready to embrace your primal wisdom oh fuck me can we just forget a fucking men there you're ready to embrace your primal wisdom re-emerging is the woman you've always wanted to be you re-emerge from your your cocoon you're metamorphosized and as you do that as you sh break off the shackles of your conditioning your sensuality blooms and you own your libido your libido your libido is going to be different to my libido you own your libido like wildfire unapologetic and raw and you unleash your power from within embracing your pleasure and you command fuck this is a fucking word that rolls around in my fucking head over the all over the time i do not choose i command you command your destiny <laughs> the path to who you are to reclaiming your sexy to activating your midlife fucking libido in and into your crone years is ever evolving uh it's part it's all about healing it's going to be two steps forward, one step back, one step over to the right, three steps over to the left, five steps forward, 10 steps back. It's not linear. It's all over the fucking place. And yet you persevere. You are a woman that perseveres. I fucking know. You're nodding your head. I know you persevere. You're embracing. This journey is all about embracing your shadow and your light. And as you do this, as you come back home, as you choose this motherfucking journey, you integrate all parts of you you dance with your soul you rise you rise untamed and mother fucking free if my wisdom is waking something up inside you then come and join me on the next round of the love affair this is my intensive we start on the 9th of september and it's a 30-day love affair with your fine fucking self. It's all about you making yourself a priority, turning yourself on, dating yourself, looking at yourself, your body, your libido, your pleasure, your sensuality, your sexuality through the female gaze. Ha! All the details are in the show notes, my friend. And if you are quick, I think there still is a pre-sale offer where you can save £100. Until next time, stay true to you, my magnificent woman. Bye-bye.